When we speak about innovation in the construction industry, what exactly does it mean? We talk about technology, we talk about adapting in terms of uh, the technology in the building, uh, in the building um, space. Conventional methods take so long <laughs> and with the new ways of doing, um, uh, with the technology rather, um, it just shortens uh, the lifespan of a, of a project lifestyle really. How does it actually work? You know, I've seen it on videos and this thing is printing a house. It's like, so I thought to myself, so when it prints the house, does it, do you now carry the house and you go put it somewhere? Like, how does this thing actually work? How does it work? Greetings to all our viewers. Thank you for joining us on this special podcast, a broad podcast in collaboration with Amezo. And we are at the Big Five Construct Southern Africa. Let me tell you, it really has been a great and constructive time being here. I've said a time without number that the construction industry is one of the most strongest industry in any given economy and therefore people need to take it seriously. So we've been here at the Gallagher Convention Center in Midrand right here in South Africa where we have different talents that have come together from across Africa to showcase the importance of this industry. Now having said that, you know there's a question that always comes up. How many women players are in a strong industry such as this. Mining is the same thing, construction is the same thing. But I'll tell you, we've got a significant figure and we've got women that are doing great things in this industry. And one such is the one that joins, joins me today and that's my guest for today. Please help me welcome and introduce Dr. Juliet Peter. You are amazing, if I must say. Welcome to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Yvonne. Right. So you have done great work in this industry. I've always known you for this industry. This is what I've always known you to do. It's construction. And I know that in construction, we have different arms to it. But can you just give me a brief of your profile? Okay. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Julia Peta has introduced. Um, I'm the managing director but I'm also a founder of Amazon Trading and Projects. So what we do is um, we provide 10 key solutions within the construction fraternity. Um, so I'll give you an idea of what it is that we do. Um, so we do general building and the general building is anything from uh, ground to rooftop. So those are the building structures. So we do superstructures, particularly within the mining sector. And then we also do the finishes, which is the interior, your walls, your flooring, your partitioning, um, we, we also do the um, uh, shop fittings. That's one aspect of um, construction, which is the general building. And then we also do uh, what we call road, road infrastructure. So that's your roads. We've um, uh, recently built a, a road um, with uh, Robex, uh, the Musina Ring Road, uh, the gateway to Africa. One of that's the biggest. a big road, actually. That yeah. was a big project. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when I introduced this podcast, I actually said it's a broad podcast in collaboration with Amezo. So this is Amezo at large. Yes. This is what you do yes. as Amezo. Now, having said that, 
in the three days that we've been here, there's a lot of things that have been brought to the table, challenges, positive things as well within the industry. And I must say, being a woman caught in between all this is just simply amazing. But let's talk about the trends of the built environment, not only in Southern Africa, but let's say in Africa at large. What are we talking about here? What are we looking at? How has Africa actually been welcoming to um, infrastructure transformation within that space? Okay, so um, I think uh, the, the first one that we can talk about, um, I, th I think two that we can talk about uh, for me is um, adopting um, to new ways of doing uh, uh, business. Um, we talk about technology, we talk about adapting in terms of uh, the technology in the building uh, in the building um, space. You know, we talk about ABT and uh, and that's a big deal. Um, um, it's something that we, we, we welcome because um, it takes away the conventional method of do, of constructing buildings uh, because the conventional methods take so long <laughs> and with the new ways of doing um, uh, with the technology rather um, it just shortens uh, the lifespan of a, of a project lifestyle really and which is really amazing and technology of course is a bigger um, aspect um, of it um, now because we, we're trying to work remotely and you think how do we then even incorporate that uh, within a building sector I mean I run multitude projects sitting in Gauteng or sitting in Limpopo uh, because all I need to do is just to have systems in place to be able to remotely manage these projects. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking at an era, post-COVID era, a lot of things kind of like changed in many different industries, but let's talk about this particular industry. There's a new normal, so to speak, that has been introduced, which then speaks to the innovation that you spoke about. So when we speak about innovation in the construction industry, what exactly does it mean? Because, you know, if you're speaking to me, a person who's really not in construction, if you say innovation, I'm expecting to see a robot in my house that comes together with the house if I buy it, or in a commercial space, there's all sorts of technology gadgets in the walls everywhere we're talking about or are we speaking to the quality of construction in general um look we talk about uh, a lot of things for a lay person i'll give you an example so um a conventional method of building a structure for example we're using brick and mortar will take you um, quite a significant amount of time, depending on the multitude of the project itself. But when you look at the alternative building, it's like you're putting in steel structures and then you've got like a precast. So that on its own takes, it, it, it shortens um, the, the, the time it takes um, to be able to put that structure together. So that's the one aspect you look at. And you also obviously look at the um, technology in terms of um, how we, we, we as, as, as a director sitting in Gauteng, how am I managing a project um, in, 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 in Mosina, for, 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 for example, and it's a systems that we put in place where I'm able to know, okay, um, from a project or quality management uh, point of view in terms of how we're doing um, the work, what sort of materials do we need on site, and how many are we, are, are we using, and I've got a system that would tell me, okay, um, this project, when we costed it, um, we needed X amount of materials, but we've gone up overboard. And then you start speaking to the project manager to say, what are we doing? Where are we stop? Um, so that technology is able to give you um, real life um, 
um, on site um, what's 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 happening even in terms of stock your stock level. That's really interesting. That makes life really easy. So does 3D printing uh, is it a part of uh, the technology and the innovation that is being used right now in the industry? Of course, we can't talk about um, we can't talk about it without talking about uh, 3D. So you've got to really um, see this thing and um, visual well, visualize how does it, it before work? we even... You know, I've seen it on videos and this thing is printing a house. It's like so I thought to myself, so when it prints the house, does it do you now carry the house and you go put it somewhere like how does this thing actually work? How does it work? So you, 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 you've got um, you, you've got this uh, 3D uh, print that says, okay, this is how this thing is done and boom um, within a split of a second you've got this thing, this technology brought in this thing so you are able to visualize it and, 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 right, yeah, there and we bring go. it to life. Oh, that's very interesting. Now in one of the many sessions I've had in these three days, I've really been uh, well informed, you know, in the industry there was a challenge that keeps coming up time without number the issue of the construction mafia how have you been dealing with that yourself it's such an interesting um, interesting, such an interesting but very topic. disturbing at the same time it's interesting and very disturbing at the same time yeah. you're quite right look I, I, I'm saying interesting because these uh, construction mafias are people who do not uh, majority of them don't even run businesses they're not business people they are criminals if you like um, there's a gentleman who spoke about them as bad actors so they come on site and uh, they demand a portion of the work that has been done and you you try and want to say can you qualify why you want a stake in this thing do you even have a company no they don't have companies oh. okay but they want a stake a kickback of some sort a, yeah um, um, so, 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 so that's a the, the that's the it's a disturbing um, uh, part of it because if you're talking about people who are coming on site because they've got legitimate businesses and they want opportunities then it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a different uh, topic altogether but you're talking yeah. about thugs who come and stop the site um, because uh, they just want uh, work that they think they're eligible um, or entitled maybe is the right word um, for for the project that's one and the second thing that is really disturbing is you've got people who are on site um, who are legitimate businesses and that are providing um, opportunities to ordinary um, um, South Africans, um, you know, in terms of employment. Yeah. And the site is, is stopped. When the site is stopped, an ordinary South African cannot therefore feed their families because oh. the site is stopped, yeah. whether it's two weeks or it takes um, a month. And I think for me, the saddest thing is you, you, you uh, as, a, as, a, as an employer, you get an interdict, uh, court interdict to stop them. And um, it goes the, police, the police don't want to be involved, you know. So wow. it's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a very sad, uh, it's a very sad story, but it's a reality. It happens. Um, you find those kind of things. And I, I hope that in, in, the, in the near yeah. future, we will find up, that we'll come up with strategies to, 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 yeah, to deal absolutely. With and this is actually an appeal to all our legal fraternities you know, the people like in the police service to actually help because like I did say earlier on in the introduction that the construction industry is actually regarded as one of the biggest employing industries in any given economy. Now imagine we manage it well and then how many numbers of people that can actually be officially employed and earn a living out of it. I really yeah. like that. So this is an appeal to all our uh, legal policymakers to actually try and address this issue. So another important aspect in the construction industry is skills transfer, mentoring, 
and teaching people to be a part of this leader? How has Amezo strategically positioned itself in that particular area? Okay. Um, so from a skills transfer, um, I'll give you an example with um, there's one project we did at the mine. Um, this is DBS and Mosena. So what we normally do, because um, the biggest challenge we have in the construction industry is shortage of skills. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think with COVID, um, we've seen a lot of technical um, um, technical people uh, leave the country because we could not provide uh, the opportunities for them. So we've got a big challenge in terms of the, the, the technical aspect in the construction industry. So part of what we do is the few that we have, <laughs> we hold them so dear. We, you know, as a mentor, we work on project pipelines. So part of what we do is we take our skilled um, laborers here, we take them to Messina for projects that we're doing in Messina. And we try and, um, you know, buddy them with people, with unskilled labor so that we're able to create the, the skills or rather transfer the skills. Yeah. By the time we, we finish that project, we have been able to produce X number of uh, people in the in the industry that, that, that are skilled. So yeah. skill transfer is a bigger aspect of what we do, um, especially in our local um, community. So we, we're big on that. And then uh, in terms of mentorship, I'm passionate about mentorship, especially young women. Ah, there we go. <laughs> so women, there myself. we go. Women power. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where I work, I always try and make sure at least I've got three that um, I mentor um, in the, for, for the duration I'm of the project. I'm joining the group. I'm joining the <laughs> You're group. You're most welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joining the group. Now, we're sitting here today. At the Big Five Construct Southern Africa, in collaboration with Bo, Amezo played a really big part. How, how, what is your part in the Big Five? You've been working with it. It's 10 years in actual fact that they've been in this and you have been a part of it, Dr. Julia. I have been a part of it, but yeah. I now sit on the advisory board for the Big Five Construct Southern Africa for oh, the that's past big. three years. That's big. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And year on year, um, we look at different things that we can do. We look at the different contact, content, uh, different perspective that we can bring into the into the Big Five. And part of what we did um, this year really was, um, I mean, we're big in terms of bringing um, a government, but we're not as big in terms of bringing the private sector and get them in, 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 in one room. You know, the triple P right, is so. quite a, yeah. a big element to yes. it. So over the years, we've been seeing how do we then bridge the gap? How do we then make sure that we close uh, this gap and make sure that we've got public and private sector in one room? And this year, we're able to bring broad as the real estate. Oh, right. Um, and That's we thought, synergy. wow, this is big. And they're coming in at the right time when we celebrate our 10-year um, anniversary or 10-year in existence as uh, the Big Five Construct South Africa. Okay, you can actually see a clear, bright future there in terms of the collaboration yeah. and synergizing. So Dr. Julia here is not just into construction. She is a powerful, inspiring woman that actually wears many hats. So apart from construction, she sits on different boards, one of which she just mentioned here. But at the beginning of uh, this convention on Tuesday, there was an award ceremony that you took part in. And obviously you were recognized for certain things. What was your partnership with that? Okay, so... um I was emceeing the awards, the Construction Impact Awards. Okay. 
Um, and um, yeah, and then we we also uh, sponsored them with the wines, Ramalia wines. And this is your the brand. This is the brand. There we um, go. This is the brand, Ramalia wines. We've got um, seven cultivars. Uh, we've got. Um, four reds and um, three whites um, yeah so that's how, how do you then balance all this you produce cements I mean paints yes. you are into construction yes. different aspects of construction yeah. you're also into wine and we've got water park in Messina you've, yeah. you have a water park in how do you what, how is your day like actually I would like to go through a day just one day we wake up together we just go through the whole day and just understand how do you balance all that you know, um, I think it's an interesting question. How does one balance all How of do these you balance things? That? Um, look, I think for me, the most important thing is that having systems in place that works. So as I'm sitting to you right now, I've got a site that is running. All I need, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally checking what's happening during the day. I've got two sites running. I'm literally checking. I don't have Through to Through innovative ways. Through innovative ways. Okay. So that's one thing. And then I've got the wines. I'm able to do the same thing. Um, and the, so, so it's the systems that makes my life um, really easy to manage because then I can get to do the things that other people cannot do, like um, having this um, session with you today. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now, uh, Dr. Julia, in, in, your, in your closing remarks, I, I want you to speak to what is the future of the big five? What is the future of construction in general? It's a very important aspect. It's a very important industry. But what are we looking at? What should we expect? How do you encourage somebody out there who would want to participate maybe in the next year's one to also be a part of this? I want to start off by saying this. Um, when I... When I started, when I started attending the Big Five, because it starts with self, you know, uh, when I started attending the Big Five, I, I remember it was still called Totally Concrete Expo. And I sat down and I said, what impact do I want to make? What legacy do I want to build for myself? How do I want to participate? And that's, that's a conversation I had with myself. Okay. And I look at where are the opportunities in the industry? And I can tell you, when I started participating, I did not sit on any of the boards. Today, I sit on the CIDB National Stakeholder Forum, which is a regulator. Okay. Um, I sit on SAC PMC and P. They oh, are wow. sitting right across. I sit on various boards, but in the industry. So I was deliberate about what is the future and what am I bringing? What okay. value will yeah. I add into yeah. the into the industry? Yeah. But um, maybe to answer. The the, 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 the the opportunities in, in the construction um, industries are wide. So it's one one needs to then position themselves okay. um, and align themselves to the opportunities that are in the industry. We're talking about now how do we rejuvenate okay. the industry post COVID nineteen? That yeah. on its own, yeah. it's a big opportunity. The government is the biggest um, economy stimulator, and they are looking at um, using. Um, construction. They've got six pro uh, projects that are going to be stimulating. So that's that's one big aspect. Um, oh God, they're yeah. going to be spending billions of money. So that's an opportunity for one to be in the industry. But it's just to position oneself to say which direction do I want to participate in and not be all over the show. You know, which direction do I want to participate in the construction industry? And then one then can plan um, that. And we're talking now um, technology. What do you want to do? Be innovative. Yeah. You know, how would you want to participate? Because you can't say, oh no, I still want to use the traditional method of building. No. Find a niche. 
in the market to say this is the direction I want to take and participate in this. Okay. So that's that that's 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 what it is. And yeah. So um to a young person maybe out there thinking how do I enter the industry? Look, there's so many opportunities and we welcome women. And um, I think by virtue of coming in as a woman you've got a competitive advantage because okay. it's a male dominated industry but the government is pro women. They've got so many initiatives yes, programs. I heard, I heard the minister of uh, you know public works and infrastructure minister Sikhlizikal yes. yes. highlighting that in his opening speech that the the numbers the data is is very small when it comes to women that they want to see more women participate and, and in I that can, space. And I can tell you now I mean I'm a I'm a champion of the Ewick awards um, which is part of uh, it's an initiative is by there anything CIDB. that you don't do? <laughs> I thought I should ask that question. <laughs> in the construction industry I am literally at the epic of everything that is happening. That's very because inspiring. That's, my, that's you very so inspiring. Thank you so much. Wow, Dr. Julia Petter, isn't that an amazing portfolio? But thank you so much for making this happen. We're here today because of hard-working women like yourself. And obviously, we wish you all the best going forward. And we look forward to the next, the big five construct sound in Africa. Maybe this time around, it'll be construct the whole world. How about that? Anything is possible, right? Anything is Anything possible. Anything is possible. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Julia, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. And to our viewers, thank you for watching this special podcast. It's the Ball Podcast in collaboration with Amito.